Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Season 2 of The Bear. Remember to breathe, because the sky is not falling, and there is no other shoe. This is the Geek Centric Podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us for this evening's service. My name is Kev, and I will be your head chef. We're excited to be discussing Season 2 of FX's The Bear. We've got an 86 on spoilers for the show because we want all of the fun and delightful little surprises strewn throughout the season to be just that, surprises. We'd like to give a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for giving us the friends and family treatment and letting us check out the series before it hits the rail and is ready to be fired on July 19th. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, well... We are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Now, before this episode dies on the pass and needs to be refired, I think it's time to introduce the talented team that will be joining me on the line. While I might be the chef de cuisine, we are joined by the executive chef of Geek-Centric. He oversees everything going on in the front and back of house, making sure things run smoothly. It's J-Law. Yo, yo. That's my Richie. <laughs> oh, not, not bad. I guess we're, we're, we're muffling the swearing. There'd be a few F-bombs yeah, exactly. just wonderfully The fuck's thrown. going on? There yeah. we go. That's the Richie we all know and love. Uh, next up, of course, is our chef de partie. While she definitely has a specialty and absolutely rocks it at her specific station, animation, she's adaptable and able to help out anywhere in the kitchen, which is why she's here today. It's Megan. Hello. I'm stoked to be here. Also, well done on all of these descriptions. You're doing, like, referencing the kitchen. Amazing. To be fair, I, I lived and breathed in the kitchen for, for many years, and so this show has a very special connection to me, so I was eating up all okay. the little details that the show has to offer, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to talk about a little bit more as we go on, uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't introduce our sous chef. He's the face of Geekcentric and the support system for the show, dabbling in a bit of everything to ensure everyone is happy and enjoying themselves. It's Nate. Yes, chef. There we Corner. go. Oh, I was going to say, how are we today, chefs? <laughs> yes, chef. Yes, yes chef. chef. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, orders we might are get kicked out. Oh well, you know, I, might, I might have to do a little yelling to keep you guys in line throughout the show, and uh, p- forgive me in advance for that. Uh, but orders are pouring in, and we should start this service up soon. But a special chit has popped up, and before I get to the synopsis, I wanted to pause and remind you, listening, that we here at Geekcentric support the Writers Guild of America, as well as the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, as they strike to get the contracts they deserve. Without incredible writers and actors, we wouldn't get all the amazing stories that offer escape into the fantastic or which mirror our own reality, allowing us to look inward and reflect on how we can collectively do better. And that's what the WGA and SAG-AFTRA are looking for, studios to do better by them so that they can keep making these stories while supporting their families. Uh, So we just wanted to say, uh, if you want to support the writers and actors of the things that we all love, you can do so by checking out the links in our show notes. Uh, Now, the expo is screaming that they need service to begin, so let's slice right into the synopsis. FX's critically acclaimed original series, The Bear, is about food, family, the insanity of the grind, the beauty of the sense of urgency, and the steep, slippery downsides. As young chef Carmi and crew work to transform their grimy sandwich shop into a next-level spot, they undertake transformational journeys of their own, each forced to confront the past and reckon with who they want to be in the future. Season 2 is directed by Christopher Storer, Joanna Callow, and Rami Youssef, and features Ayo Adabiri, Ebon Moss-Bakrak, Abby Elliott, Maddie Matheson, 
Liza Colon, Zayas, Edwin Lee Gibson, and Molly Gordon, and stars Golden Globe winner Jeremy Allen White as Carmen Barzetto. And once again, while the show has already aired in the States, it makes its Canadian premiere on Disney Plus on July 19th. But we can't let our thoughts sit under the heat lamp any longer, or they might just dry out. Are we ready to get into it, chefs? Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Good, all right. <laughs> just don't say anything about Jewish lightning. Uh, Meg, why <laughs> Meg, why don't you start us off? Uh, what was something that really stood out for you in this season? Oh, my God. Uh, help me pick. Like, what? <laughs> there's so many incredible moments from each character, from each scenario, each storyline. It's one of the craziest and coolest shows I've ever watched. Um, but I will say, I think a favorite episode, which we obviously won't get into, um, would have to be episode four for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also say uh, episode six. It's crazy. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> well, this is, that, that's what I was going to kind of <clears throat> jump in there is, is I think all but maybe one and maybe even one and a half episodes have such a different tone this season uh, as as opposed to the first season. And I think it's so it's so incredibly rewarding to watch this show's tone shift alongside its characters. And and all these characters are in such a better place in this season, too. And it's so heartwarming to see them and sort of see where they where they sort of um, have adapted and, and grown uh, and and learned from the you know their experiences in the previous season and and usually I would be a little upset to sort of not get to see sort of the transition moments that obviously must have taken place between season one and two but with how much they sort of uh, give us with with just showing each of these characters and sort of you know sometimes they they do fall back a little bit. Um, I think it's so it's still so rewarding. I just such a good job, such a good job from this writing team. Well, yeah, they're not perfect. They're imperfect. If they're anything. human. Yeah, they're human. And that's that's the brilliance of this show is its dedication to developing these characters and developing characters that we grew fond of and didn't see enough of in season one by exploring their backgrounds and intertwining their journeys through episode to episode with the central narrative. The show manages to create a very compelling multi-dimensional tonal arc that leaves a lasting impact for each character. There's a great mm-hmm. moment in one of these episodes where they're all together and we see w- inside of their journey all simultaneously. And it just, it shows a, a sense of appreciation for what brought them to that moment. And I think that that's what this show and this season does really, really well is it it highlights these characters and the collective. Cause like you said before, uh, Kevin, family is so key, and I think that family looks different. We talk about family a lot, and we see family in this in some instances, and we see the restaurant family, and I think that's very much the juxtaposition of what we see uh, captured through these characters is that they're kind of like a, a found family uh, that believe in, in this restaurant, and I think that that's so beautiful, and I think that, again, it's, the, it's a testament to the show, the writing and the acting. It's compelling, well-balanced, brilliantly acted and and well-written material it's it's great stuff well and you mentioned family and i mean there is an episode here that if you ever thought that your family was crazy man you you don't you have no idea um 
Uh, It's an hour long. Uh, It was the episode was so tense. I had to watch a palate cleanser after before going to bed because I I was my heart was palpitating. It was so intense. I I had problems. (laughs) I I had problems sleeping after. But it's It's not intense. It's 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 almost a great um, uh, follow up to episode seven of last season. The sort of frantic, chaotic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it, there's, it's not a spoiler to, to say that you're, you're going to get something like that because it's already embedded in the show. And I think the way it's, it's used is, as you said, Kevin, to tell the story of family, uh, really does again, juxtapose restaurant family, right? It's also very dysfunctional. And then you see this and it's also very dysfunctional. So I, I, I think that there's, there was a, there was a, a ballet, if you will, to why they, why they did it. Um, but with that episode, you know, we're not going to get into, Fan, like the the who we see but the cameos in the show are outstanding um outstanding oh, so total surprise like someone just turns the corner of of a room and suddenly you're presented with a fantastic actor right and i'm just like you know this is that surprise and delight is is so great well and and that's that's one thing i did want to touch upon and and again be prepared if you're listening to this for episode six, have a come down. Like I <laughs> rarely find myself needing to come down from an experience uh, in in watching something, and this was a moment where I was like, I need, I just need to put on some cartoons or something. I need to, I need to get back. Um, but I will say, as much as you'll prepare yourself, to your point, Justin, seeing the people that we see who who portray these these uh, these I guess these guests or cameo characters um, in this episode for a, a split second would take me out of it but because they're surgically like p- putting on a clinic of acting performance like just such incredible performances and so fluid and the way that they they treat this dialogue it it brought me back in an instant and i think that's such a a, a testament to just how incredible uh the, the guest cast is and, and the main cast uh is in this show and honestly, just to add to what you just said, I mean, that episode stressed us all out, obviously. And I always need a palate cleanse <laughs> when it comes to intense episodes. I definitely have a, a lower threshold than you guys do. Yeah. Um, but I normally would have paused that and like taken a break in the middle of it. But because, Nate, like you said, these performances are so unbelievable I kept watching, and yes, some certain guest actors that come into this show could easily take you out because they're possibly such giant names. Yeah, iconic. Yeah. But the the story and the way they're portraying these characters, like I felt like I got so lost that I was a fly on the wall in someone's real life. Yep. Not watching a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It hooked me. I couldn't you, stop watching. You felt like you were sitting at the table watching this yes. unfold around <laughs> yeah, you. Sure. It felt. It surrounds and, you and consumes to, you. And you wanted to leave. In all honesty, yes. 100%. I was just like, I was like, I, got, I, I want to get the hell out of this. Justin, you would not for you would be there for like maybe four minutes, and then <laughs> no. you would have dipped. I would have sure. dipped. Yeah, Kevin yeah. knows knows that. I'd have been like, okay, guys, see you later, peace. <laughs> That's um, yeah, so like again, episode six, it's a great episode. Prepare yourselves. But I think again, I, I just to maybe tap into something else that worked, um, you know, I think it's a huge achievement uh, that the series has, you know, masterfully paced um, this the story 
of characters with a larger story. Uh, the larger story, um, obviously, as we've if you've seen season one, you know, it's about opening this new restaurant. And I think that is so well handled throughout these 10 episodes that makes it enjoyable. And I think it, it's crafted in a very ingenious way that seamlessly keeps viewers engaged, not with just the bigger story, but with the smaller stories, the smaller stories that really matter, that make the bigger story more important. And the overall season maintains a perfect balance between suspense at times and some sense of resolution for some characters, never leaving us feeling completely underwhelmed, right? We're always no. overwhelmed, I think. I think in, in a lot of cases, you're very much overwhelmed. Absolutely. And and like you said, there are certain episodes that are perfect at slowing things down and, and focusing on, uh, in two particular instances, one character for the majority of the episode. And what I think this show does so well, beyond the details of actually working in a kitchen, is how they've... They've um, crafted and, and structured the cast of characters that you would find in a kitchen. That, to me, is almost the most realistic aspect of it because people in a kitchen come from so many different walks of life, and a lot of them actually do come from troubled, difficult backgrounds, and it is the structure and the commitment required to work in a kitchen that really helps ground people and find themselves and, and work on themselves and improve themselves. And so we get to see so much of that impact and that effect throughout the season. And then those two specific episodes where we're sort of focusing on one person learning how the industry works in a way they've never seen before and how they could make a difference themselves by mm -hmm. truly fully committing to the industry is amazing. Um, because it is honestly such a hard, underappreciated, underpaid job, kind of like the writers uh, and uh, you know a lot of the, the, the people we're talking about in Hollywood right now. Um, and so to be able to find that commitment and that dedication to get up at five in the morning and do grueling work every single day for bad pay and not a lot of love, it's really difficult and stressful. And so to find the beauty that does keep people engaged and coming back to work in the field, I thought was so awesome and was definitely one of my favorite parts of the season. Well, and I think there's, there's, there's speaking to that, that sort of beauty. There's, there's this season does yes, have a tonal shift of sort of feeling happier, but there were many, many times where I was feeling uh, an overwhelming sense of happiness for a character and then sadness either immediately after or even at the same time uh, because of what I recognized was sort of happening in front of me or, or, or what the character didn't recognize was happening behind them or, or underneath them. And it's just, it's, it's, I think it's one of those things where this, this season, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't understand how they could do better than the first season. And I really, I really think they did. They, they elevated it for me. Um, and I will say just one more thing regarding the genre of this, because it is comedy genre, uh, drama, uh, which was season one as dramedy. Sure. Which was season one. I will say this season is 10 times funnier than season yes. one. Fact is Fucking hilarious! <laughs> Him and uh, I don't know if it's his brother or his cousin or whoever. Oh the other they're, fact, they're pulling yeah. tricks. The other, the other fact. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so they're so freaking they're so incredible and so funny and i think between him and and i think richie for me this season uh, i got so many wonderful laughs of just like i just love i love richie richie i think might be my favorite character i don't know i don't know <laughs> well and i also think to bring it back to that quote you used at the beginning kev 
I found myself waiting for that other shoe. Every time something great happened to a character, mm-hmm. I full on went back before I had ever seen Ted Lasso and just assumed the worst. <laughs> something bad <laughs> is going to happen. And I was tense the whole time. But like it never did. But it also did. Like, you know, it's coming and it it's created such an intense and real feeling and you can relate to these characters and these stories no matter what walk of life you come from. Yeah, which is why like I, I think the there's happy moments for characters as as Nate was mentioning, but I don't think this this series is is overly happy. I think it's very real and very to the point, but you get some great moments for characters where you're just like, "Fuck yeah. I'm happy for you," right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. And I, I think that that is really great and I think that that is again a testament to just the writing and the acting and the way these these actors f- wholeheartedly become these characters. Um, and to your point, Nate, Richie is is a standout, but I think Marcus is also absolutely oh, fantastic. Yeah. And and Sid, Tina. yep, Tina oh. was great. But again, it was what was nice is that there's such a balance where some of these characters got more of that that push forward, while some of them got small developments. I'm excited to see what season three will bring for them in 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 a, in a new story and how they want to move things forward. I think that's that's great for for some of these characters. I'm I'm still invested. They haven't resolved everything, right? Um, I, I will say, um, just really quickly, I think episode four, Megan, you mentioned might have been your favorite. I'm between episode yep. four and episode seven personally, but I think episode four, directed by Rami Youssef, uh, it's the only one that he did direct. And, you know, he, um, he I think that was the, it's the first time that a director outside of Chris Storr or showrunner Joanna Kahlo um, have worked on The Bear, but apparently... Um, Store had been an uh, he had been a director and executive producer on uh, Rami Yusuf's series yeah. Rami, yeah. Uh, which I love Rami. Cool. Like I had no idea that they were, that they were chatting with each other, um, and so apparently while on that production he was bouncing backstories uh, about the bear like they were kind of going back and forth while it was still uh, a movie idea apparently at one point. Um, but I I just episode four just felt it felt like a Rami episode but with a specific character and. It's, oh, it's it so makes good. sense though now that they would want to bring in other directors especially season one felt very intimate and personal and very personal to the the, the writer and creator Chris Storer and I think that it, you know the way it's executed also has a very intimate personal feel to it and just you know continuing in an aesthetic standpoint for the bear season two feels as as intimate as it was last last season but also a little surreal at times some of these cityscape shots you can see them in some of the trailers the the sort of macro focus the spins all these sort of things it adds to that chaotic tone it adds to that sort of like overwhelming uh sense and that sort of macro focus on on what your goal is if you will well i was going to say those visuals in between actual scenes were so well done and mm. then coupled with the soundtrack of the season the music was oh, so yes. carefully chosen to reflect whatever was going on with whatever character or restaurant moment that we were getting at the time and it was it never like overwhelmed or took took over but it was very much a character along with the things that were happening at the time and i just thought at the end of the season i went wow they 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 pulled out some amazing perfectly selected tunes to to reflect whatever was going on at any given time mhm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the soundtrack is again. It it kind of matches <clears throat> the overall sort of happy tone, and I think it is kind of in in some instances. You're right, Justin. That at times it can sort of almost give this, and similar to what you were saying, Megan, like 
when's the other shoe going to drop? Because this track is getting me so, like, happy-go-lucky feeling, like walking down the street like Paul Rudd and Ant-Man, but then, you know, what's going to happen now? It can't be. It can't be that good. I'm wanting to know what song is so happy-go-lucky, because there are, like, (laughs) a, a couple, I guess, like, when that hits like i'm saying like I, I feel like the music almost again does a ballet with the with the tone of the episodes as it matches right like again the marcus centric episode has a lot more like jazzy funk and it's also very european infused but like i think that that all just fits well for that tone of that episode whereas like anytime with carmine he's kind of the one that shows so much of this duality of, I guess, serene, but then also having chaos. The music very much matches that in a lot of ways. And just one more shout out to the music, just fist pump, hell yeah, to a Taylor Swift song. And that's all I'm going to say, because <laughs> I was just like, I was just so, See, there's a happy so moment. pumped in that yeah, moment. That, that is, no, but that's what I mean. That's, yeah. And, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. And that's, that is a happy moment for the character. Uh, but I don't know. I wouldn't say this season's happy. Would you say I that? Think <laughs> I think it's happier than the previous season. Absolutely. I think it gives. I think it gives more resolution to characters and and some uh, optimism for in a for good them. way. Just in a great way. Yes, of course it does. But I think it's like yeah, getting well, there think, was a trek. Do you know what I mean? Like getting yeah. there was a trek. I think in season one we saw them coming out of this like dirt hole they sure. had all been in in yeah. life. And that was really tough to watch. But in season two, the happier notes, I think, Nate, yes. that you're talking about is they're that they're out of the shit now yeah. and they're on to better things. They're yeah. evolving. They're learning who they are. And that's very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I, I, I think so good really does sum it up. So, so very <laughs> much of this works for us. Did anybody have a small nitpick, something that didn't quite work? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy right now and I can't say too awesome. much cuz it gives it away, but there's a scene involving a fridge door that closes and I will just say that there are always emergency latches on the inside of uh, walk-in fridges in kitchens and so the realist in me going that could never happen, but <laughs> but the purpose of it and what it serves to do for the plot, I was able to overlook it. So honestly, even even the smallest negative that I can find, I can go, you know what? I'll forgive them for that one because they needed it for a grander purpose. Kevin, just ask if, if any of us have uh, any, any issues with the show. Again, just one more time. Uh, do we have any issues with the show, perhaps? No, chef. Okay. <laughs> no, chef. <laughs> That's okay, guys. We haven't, we haven't opened yet. That's just why we do the rehearsal okay. so that we're we go. good to go on Amazing. opening night. Well, uh, I think... Uh, you know, now would be a great time to give our opinions a la minute. Uh, let's share our final thoughts and grade season two of The Bear on a scale of one to five Michelin stars. I know there's only technically three that you can earn, but this is my kitchen, so I make the rules. Uh, Meg, yes, why chef. don't you uh, start us off with your thoughts and your rating of season two of The Bear? Absolutely. I literally crossed out show in this first sentence. I wrote, what a masterpiece. Each episode holds its own, yet it flows really like asymmetrically but beautifully into each next part of the story. Like we were saying, some of the episodes are centered towards one specific character, but all of them still further the story along and nothing is like misplaced or disjointed in a way that doesn't make sense, which is unbelievable. 
um, watching these characters evolve throughout the process is so raw and real and you find yourself relating to people you never thought you would because they're going through something that you've gone through in a different way but you can still relate to that story like I said before the performances are out of this universe I found myself so lost in the story that I felt like a fly on the wall in someone's real life that was pretty crazy to be that lost in a tv show um it's an absolute work of art I bow down I bow down to every single writer, actor, crew member, human being who worked on this show. Uh, we've already said it, but a little trigger warning for episode six. Yep. And all of them a little bit, they get really intense, but it's out of artistic need. It's a beautiful, beautiful show. 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, 100% on Megan's Potatoes. I'm giving this. <laughs> Megan's Potatoes. Five. I love it. There are no rotten tomatoes in okay, my kitchen. I love They're it. All the potatoes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, five Michelin stars for this show. Awesome. It's crazy. Justin, how about That's yourself? Great. Um, yeah, you know, the the Bear season two is is an absolute triumph. It it exemplifies great television at its finest, and it's an it's as a follow up to to season one. It's absolutely outstanding. It manages to soar even higher, delivering a truly monumental success that will leave. Everyone who watches this entirely captivated and and very satisfied, in my opinion. Um, I think the themes of legacy, family, and purpose are masterfully woven throughout the season, touching the audience's hearts and and on, on multiple levels. The characters' personal struggles and triumphs are are poignantly portrayed, while the significance of food and the restaurant become a powerful metaphor for their lives. I, I think the clever connection between the culinary world elevates the story and makes the show feel incredibly authentic and overly relatable. This, this season is a brilliant co continuation of an already exceptional series with impeccable pacing, character-driven storytelling, and just a, a, a beautiful exploration of themes that I think everyone can relate to. Fantastic television. This is such well-performed, well-written. And yeah, it, it left a, a special place in, in my heart. So yeah, I'm giving this one five out of five Michelin stars as well. Awesome. Five out of five Megan potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the reviews are raving so far. Nate, are we uh, continuing the trend here? Uh, pass the bottle of Pepto Bismol, Kevin, uh, because <laughs> you know I'm always packing a bottle of Pepto, puzzling <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, I mean, you guys said it all, but like surgically perfect performances. Um, an incredible amount of character growth from season one, and an even better balance of comedy, heart, and drama. Uh, I loved season one, but I'm I'm shocked by how much more I enjoyed season two. Like season one, I was like, how can they do better TV than this? And then they just they did um, with every episode uh, and the, the the broad range of feelings that this show has me feeling. It's intense. It's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. It's it's mind-breaking amounts of stress at times. Um, and I, as I mentioned earlier, I've not felt the need to come down from an experience on screen more than I have uh, with, with episode six. Um, but but it's it, what a phenomenal series that I, I think about halfway through, I kind of was like, I think I'd be fine if this was a part two of two. But then by the ending, and and Kevin, I mean, you'll, you'll get this, like, it felt like a, a like a sports movie kind of feeling of like I've just I've never felt so happy for a group of people in you know on TV that I've never met um, 
but uh, but no, I, I really hope we do get at least one more season of this show. Um, this is the best season of TV this year. Uh, and I say that with, you know, I, I think a show that also makes me feel a lot of feelings uh, and is a sports show, Ted Lasso. Um, I think this is a, a better season of TV than even that one, uh, which is crazy because I, I just I love that show. Um, the Bear season two lets it rip. Uh, and no doubt in my mind, it's a five out of five Michelin stars. Uh, yeah, I think if season one was about the cooking Season two is very much about the people who cook. And yep. in season one... Let them cook, let them as cook. the kids say. And in, yeah. epi- in, in season one, episode seven, the one-shot dinner service, the intensity, the anxiety that you get from that, that gave me such PTSD from working a, a busy Friday night in a kitchen. And it was so authentic and well done. And so it was really neat that in season two, my two favorite scenes are the complete opposite of that. And they involve um, uh, one of our chefs just doing very routine prep with another chef. In both cases, who happen to be excellent actors in great cameos. And it's I, it took me back to you know six thirty in the morning, getting into the kitchen. It's me and one other chef, and we have a couple hours of prep work to do. Just standing there in silence talking about life with each other and those scenes were just so well done and you got to learn so much about who these characters are from both perspectives and why what they're doing at that moment means so much to them and and how it it, it reflects on their life on a larger scale and so I just think the way this show really brought out these stories of these characters that we fell in love with in season one but didn't get to to know all that well in this season we really get to know them and that is the absolute strength and beauty of this show. The music is banging. The cinematography is beautiful. The editing, oh my God, the editing is unbelievable. The writing is pitch perfect and then combines actors' improv and their ability to make words on a page feel real and authentic. And again, that's the strength of the acting that we get in this show. Everything about this show slaps. It's my absolute favorite show on TV right now. I think it's the best show on TV. This was an easy, easy, easy five out of five Michelin stars for me. Well, uh, there you have it. The reviews are in. The Bear is uh, a hit, a smash. Uh, everybody make your reservations now and uh, book, a, book a table to sit down and enjoy this beautiful, wonderful, incredible, chaotic, intense, lovely show. Uh, now, of course, when you do get a chance to check out the show, we can't wait to see if uh, you fell in love with it just as much as we did. Uh, please write in with your thoughts uh, and all of the feelings that you felt over at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But of course, if you prefer your menu a little bit more chaotic, hit us up on the socials. Uh, you can do that at, on Twitter at geekcentricyt. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, including our recent spoiler-free reviews for They Clone Tyrone, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Netflix's Nimona, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Plus, we have a ton of great interviews out now, like our most recent interview with the cast and showrunner of Foundation, and our interviews with the cast, directors, and creator of Nimona, which is another great movie you need to check out. So you can check out those interviews here on your podcast service of choice over on or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, now, we might not be able to do those interviews for just a little while as we stand in support and soli- so, uh, solidarity with uh, 
the the creative minds in Hollywood, but there are tons and tons of those interviews to check out and keep you busy in the meantime. Uh, speaking of keeping busy, we also have our weekly watch club for Secret Invasion, where we break down each episode and provide our thoughts and theories. So be sure to tune in weekly on Fridays. We've got two more episodes left, and we can't wait to see where that series goes. Uh, also, you can join us in our Discord by clicking the link in our show notes so we can keep the conversation going and talk directly with you once you've seen this or any of the shows or movies we cover. And of course, Hot Geek Summer is far from over, and we will have a ton more reviews and more coming out for the biggest in TV and movies all season long, including Haunted Mansion, woo, and woo. Oppenheimer very, very soon. But until then, Nate, Meg, and Justin, thanks for hanging out and doing what we love. And as we say, yes, chef. Love ya. Bye. Get home safe, chefs. Peace. <laughs>